Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, today we're going to look at our first of three options for, as I said on Monday's episode, how exactly are we connected to Adam? Because very clearly in in the Bible, there is a connection there, a very close connection. And Paul draws that connection in Romans 5, among many other places. And so the question is exactly how does that work? And I want to share with you today probably the most popular answer to that question, at least in certain denominations and certain uh, theological systems. And that is something known as federal headship. Now, if you've never heard of this before, it's basically a theological term for Adam as our representative. And we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about how that how people get there from a scriptural perspective, and then what it basically means, and then some issues with it that if you are thinking through this for the first time, you should consider. You should ask yourself some questions, and you should take note of some problems that are uh, at least potential problems there are with this view, this interpretation. But as I said, it's probably the most popular uh, that's out there. And so if you don't hold this view, you absolutely know someone who does. I'll just put it that way. So we can find uh, at least some of the basis for this view of federal headship right back in Romans 5 in verse 12, one of the verses that we read on Monday, which says, therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. And the idea that is sort of pulled from this verse is that because it says that sin came into the world through one man, that in in this way, the way that we're related to Adam is that Adam is our representative. In other words, that because Adam was in the garden, he in that role, in that place, he represented all of mankind. In fact, the name Adam or Adam in Hebrew literally means man. And so there's there's also this thematic representation that Adam stands for all of us. And theologians have over the years even gone so far as to, to make the statement that Adam is our representative and he is our just representative because as far as we can tell, that Adam did what any of us would have done. That the reason that Adam is fit to represent all of humankind is because he did what any of us would have done if we were in his position. And even if that's not the case, although there are many who will argue that it is on uh, theological grounds, that even if we may have made a different decision, it kind of doesn't matter because Adam is our elected representative. And that's something that we can understand because of, if you are if you live in the States anyway, because of our system of government, that we elect representatives to go into 
Congress and the Senate and, and whatever state you happen to live in and to represent us in matters of legislation and lawmaking and just the running of the country, or at least that's what we hope that they do. And the reason this is called federal headship is in that sort of same way is that we have representatives who stand in our place and they cast their votes. But here's the thing. Sometimes they don't vote exactly the same way you and I would if we were in their shoes, but they represent us nonetheless. And so this idea that Adam is our corporate or federal representative means that Adam's decision, for better or for worse, is what we all sort of go with or go by because he represents humanity. And therefore, we inherit Adam's guilt, that the guilt that Adam inherited because of his sin gets passed right along to us because, just like a representative, that uh, we, we are represented by Adam, and so whatever happens to Adam happens to us. And lest it be said that that's not fair and that, well, we would never do that. We would never do any of those things that Adam did. We still do all sin on our own. And I don't think anyone's going to argue with that at least. And so when we sin on our own, of our own volition, in a sense, we, we ratify or agree with Adam's decision to rebel. So even if you and I were in the garden, so the thinking goes, and we hadn't chosen to do exactly what Adam did, even though um, even though that might have been different, Adam did it, and we're in the position we are, but then in different ways, we choose to sin. And when we do, we're basically telling God that even though I might not have sinned exactly the way Adam did in that situation, I would have sinned in a different situation. The point is not that we would have done exactly what Adam would have done. The point is that any human would have chosen to rebel in some way, shape, or form. And so we don't really wiggle out of being guilty uh, uh, because we we would have done something similar. Now, there's a lot of this view that I think we can all get behind. We can all agree that, yeah, we we all sin. And in that way, we don't really have much of a leg to stand on when it comes to throwing stones at Adam. However, there are some problems, some things to consider when it comes to this view. I want you to look at Romans 5.12 again. And this is something that we touched on back in last season. But if we read Romans 5.12 very carefully, we find that Adam didn't actually pass down guilt Nowhere in the passage does it say that we are guilty because of what Adam did or that we uh, inherit somehow his guilt. Uh, But what Adam passed down actually was death. At the end of verse 12, we see that death is what spread to all men because all sinned. So we don't get death because Adam sinned in, in, in a direct way. We get death because we sin. But the reason that we're put in that position, in that cycle, is because of what Adam did. So Adam sort of started this snowball rolling downhill, but we are caught up in it all on our own. Uh, Through our own sin, we inherit death just like Adam. Now, there's another problem to think about 
because of this. If this is true, and this is a little more philosophical, but it's important. If this is true, if this is the case, then what is sort of implied or what follows logically from this concept is that everyone, every human being is therefore guilty if we really inherit Adam's guilt. They're guilty from the moment of conception, that there is no such thing as an innocent human being, that even the 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 one-day-old fetus that was conceived within the last 24 hours with the union of sperm and egg and now is an ensouled being is guilty and deserving of everlasting condemnation. I just want you to think about that. I'm not going to ask if that seems right to you because how we feel about certain things is not necessarily a good yardstick for truth. We've talked about that as well. But I do want you to think about whether you find that concept to be a particularly biblical one or if that seems like a logical conclusion more so than a scriptural one. So tomorrow we're going to look at a different option, but that is in a nutshell federal headship. Adam is our representative, and when he chose to sin, we all went along for the ride. Tomorrow we're going to look at another option that is in some ways similar, but in some ways just radically, radically different. So I hope you'll join me then. 